Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak Yat Shalom. We're now on Masachat Shabbat. Dafkuf Aleph Amud Bet. Continuing with our analysis of this Mishnah, Sfinot Kshurot, talking about boats that are tied together, one may carry from one boat to the next. So Pshita, it should be obvious you could do that. says that if you have a little boat, like a rowboat or something, that is in between these two big boats, that means you can carry there too. Our mother of Safra, Moshe, Shaper Kamart, he calls him Moshe, but you, you said correctly? But Taltzman Zula Zutan, the Mishnah says you can carry from one to the other, not to the Bitzit. What it means is that you have to create an Eruv in order to carry from one boat to the other. You can make an Eruv and carry from one to the other if they're tied. Nifsaku, if they got untied, Nesru. They're prohibited. And if they got retied on Shabbat, whether because somebody forgot it was Shabbat or it was Asur, somebody intentionally tied it, somebody didn't know what they were doing, for instance, or they were doing the wrong thing, it doesn't matter, meaning it doesn't matter why they get tied together, they now go back to the original Heter and you can carry if you have mats out there which are operating as a as a machitza um, to create a reshut, you can carry from one area to the other. Nigalu, if they roll up, so the machitza is gone in Esru, if they opened up again, ben shogin ben mezidin ben anusin ben mutin. It doesn't matter why they opened up, even was intentional, etc. Then chazru leheteran harishon. They go back to their original heter, and you can carry. Shakol mechitza shenasa b'Shabbat. Any mechitza created on Shabbat, ben mishogeh ben mizid, even intentionally, shema mechitza is still called a mechitza. So any is a true. Rav Nachman Shanu El Lizrok will tell Asur that when it came to the mechitza, we said all that we're saying is that if you if the mechitza is created on Shabbat, then that means that if you throw in from the outside. It is a reshut ha'yachid, and you're chayav, meaning l'chumra, avalatatel, we don't allow you to carry inside. So, kitman rav nachman, amezid itmar. That's when you set it up amezid, so as a knas, we don't allow you to carry inside. But b'shoge, we do allow you to carry. Kamashvur, afiduk shurot b'chut ha'sarbal. Chut ha'sarbal is like a light little thread that you might use for tying a robe together or something. So, hechidami, idi achol amidan, if this little rope can keep the boats together, then pshita should be obvious you can carry. What do I care that it's thin? If it's not going to keep them together, it's going to tear off, then am I? Then why would you be able to carry? So the olam, the achol amidan. We're talking about a case where it will hold them. He's coming to counter another opinion he said, meaning to uh, preempt that someone may, would challenge from something else he said. If you tied the um, a boat, and this is a, a Mishnah about about all uh, about tumah mate. If you tied a boat with something that holds it in place, then the tumah transfers to the other thing. But if it's something that won't hold it in place, then the tumah does not extend to the thing it's tied on to. And Shmuel himself said that what is the sort of chain that will connect the boat to the mooring, and so the tumor will extend, that is an iron chain. Now, and so therefore, you shouldn't think that Shmuel has the same requirement for Shabbat. That's about tumor. In the context of tumat mate, it refers to halal cherev, 
which means literally somebody who goes killed by the sword, but the way we're in, in we're, we're interpreting it is meaning the sword has the same din of a halal, meaning it has to be metal that will conduct it. In Yan Shabbat, as far as Shabbat goes, we don't care about that. Since this will keep the boats in place, that's good enough. Okay, next Mishnah. You threw an item, and after it left your hand, you remembered that it was Shabbat, or that it's Asur. Somebody else caught it, a dog caught it, it got burned up. Patur. We'll have to see why. And if really we're reading that line not properly. Let's say you threw it intending to wound somebody. Both of them are going to be a, uh, a malacha. You remembered, I can't make a chabura, wound on some, uh, of somebody and causing them to lose blood on Shabbat. And you remember that, patur. Why? Because that call, here's the rule. The only way you have chatat, and we saw this in Kretot also, is if the beginning and the end, meaning from the beginning to the end, is b'shogeg, if the beginning was shkaga, but then it was mezid because you became aware, or you started mezid and then you forgot, you're patur unless the beginning and end are both b'shogeg. Okay, now, now the Gemara asks, Hanacha Chayav. The Mishnah gave a case where, at least the simple way of reading it is, you threw the item, and then after it left your hand, you remembered it's Asur, and a dog caught it. So that implies that if it landed on its own, you'd be Chayav. Havaloni's car, but you remembered in the middle. The end of the Mishnah said that you have to be Shogeg all the way through, and you weren't. The seifa is referring to something that you throw, but you hold on to the the original part, kind of like a paddle ball kind of thing. So there's nothing there, you're not carrying anything there, because you're holding on to the the base. You actually sent it out, but you intended for it to go and hurt somebody and then come back. So But the Mishnah said you're patur in that case. We're talking about a case where you're actually physically carrying it. Then you'd be patur if before you got to the end of the Dalaramot you remembered it was short Shabbat. But the Zehaklal, the end of the Mishnah, is referring to the case of throwing. The answer is we didn't read the opening case correctly. It's really two different cases. If you threw it, and then after you threw it, you remembered that it was Shabbat, and then no matter what happens, means it lands or somebody else catches it, doesn't matter. Even if it lands on its own, you're patur, which means our original diuk was incorrect. Inami, or lomi's car, even if you didn't remember it, somebody else grabbed it, or a dog grabbed it, or burned up, which means you did not do the hanacha. The only way you do the hanacha is either you catch it, or more likely, it never get you. It just falls on the ground from your throat. But if anything else happened, then patur, because you didn't do the whole malacha, and that has nothing to do with the issue of intent. That has to do because you didn't remember in the middle. That has to do with just doing part of the malacha. Harashi our chaser He says that Mishnah is deficient. Here's how you should read it. If you threw something and remembered, and afterwards somebody else caught it, a dog caught it, or it got burned up, patur. 
Hanacha chayav, implying that if it landed, that you are chayav, because the fact that you remembered afterwards doesn't help. There's no more actions going on. It's inertia. Hanacha chayav. Medvar memorim shechazav That's only if you remembered afterwards and then you forgot again, which means when you threw it, you thought it, you forgot about Shabbat, and when it landed, you forgot about Shabbat. In the middle, you remembered. If you didn't rem- forget again, patur. Rabbi Ashi here is reading, critical to notice, not reading as a duration, meaning from the beginning to the end, it has to be Bishkaga, but the two points, the point of beginning and the point of end, meaning the Akira and the Hanacha have to be Bishogeg. But even if in the middle you had a rem- uh, you remember, that doesn't matter. Okay, let's say you um, you carry you threw something, and the first two amot you were shogeg, and then the next two you were aware, and and the next two you were shogeg. Went six. So machok between Rav and Rav, whether or not you're chayav. Rav amar patur why? Which we're going to see formally at the end of the next parak. Um Hatam who that's it in that case the Kikagamar Shir Bishogun Kagamar. Here's what happened. You did a half a shear, then you remembered it's Asur, then you forgot again, you did another half a shear. And so when you finished the full shear, two plus two equals four, let's say, you ended at Bishogig. So that's why Rabbi will say you're Chayev because the idea in the middle doesn't break it because it was the idea of a Khatishir. But here you ended up b'mezid, meaning you did two b'shogeg or two b'mezid. When you hit Amman number four, it was b'mezid. So even Ram Gamliel would agree with me. That's Rabbi's contention. Uvemai, what's the case? Eva zorek shogegu. If it's zorek, then you're shogeg. So El Mavir. So Rabba must be interpreting this statement, as being about caring, not throwing. Because throwing, we don't put an imaginary wall at four remote and say something happened there. It went six. So it must be that you were walking with it, and when you got to four remote, at that point, you had finished the shear, and you finished the mazid, because the last two were mazid. But Ravamar Chayav, why? I feel about in Dhamma Yeshidiyalachadzishir. Ravamar say that if you forget a hat and did have a shear, remembered, and then forgot again, did another have a shear, your patur, because you only, each, the, 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 the awareness in the middle divides the items. That's because you have control over the item. Here where you let go of it, you have no more control, though. You can't say that in Rava's interpretation, he's talking about Mavir, because it is Biado. He must be talking about Zorik, which means Rava and Ramba aren't disagreeing necessarily. Ramba is talking about Mavir, and he would say, you had two Amot B'Shogeg, you continued walking two Amot B'Mezid, another two B'Shogeg, at that point, you are exempt, because even Ram Gamliel, who says, says that only because you ended Bishogeg. Here, you ended B'mezid. Your foremost was B'mezid. But that only works if you're carrying it. Rava makes the distinction and says, even the Rabbanan would agree that you are Chayav. Because, in this case, it's Biado. It's up to you to finish it. And that means he must be talking about, uh, sorry, that, and that was Biado. This is not Biado. Once you let go of it, it's too late. And therefore, he must be talking about Zorek. Okay, Amarabah. Zorek v'nacha You threw something and it landed in a dog's mouth or in an oven. Chayav. Aranan klata'achero klata'achero v'shnitzafah patur. Our Mishnah said that if a dog caught it, 
it's patu, you're patur. The answer is hatam galavichvin. Here you threw it, and you were intending to throw it somewhere, and the dog interrupted it. He's the he intercepted it. Hachadikamichvin. When did Rabba say you're chayav? When that's where you you're aiming it for the dog. You're playing catch with the dog. Very famous Mishnah in Kretot. It's possible to eat one thing and be chayev, four chataot and one asham. What's that? Hatamei. You are tamei. Shachal chaylev. So first of all, you ate chaylev, so that's one karate, that's chatat. Hu notar. It's notar minamuktashin. So right away, you're tamei, so you're eating kodesh. You're eating chaylev, you're eating notar. So that's three. Biyoma kipurim. That's four. And the Asham is, um, is the Asham Gzelot. So therefore, uh, Yechai four Chataot and one Asham. Now, that's not our issue. Our issue is Rameir, Rameir, Afim, Atash, Shabbat, Votsiyo, Chayavot, Chayav. Rameir says that if you carried it out with your mouth and it was Shabbat, you'd be Chayav, a fifth Chatat, for caring on Shabbat. And their answer was true, but irrelevant, because we're talking about things associated with the eating, not other things like caring. That's not a normal way to carry it. So why would you be chai if you carry it out with your mouth? Since you intended to carry it that way, since you have that intent, your intent creates it as a proper way. Therefore, same thing. Even though if you throw it and a dog caught it and that wasn't where you intended, it doesn't count. But if you threw it and that's where you intended for it to be, your intent makes it significant and you're chayav. Okay, that brings us to the end of the parak. In the next podcast, we will begin the relatively short parak, in which we will explore the malachot of, uh, of boneh and makhavah patish. And Kotev, but in the meantime, wish everybody a wonderful day.